Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What is going on, Lakers Nation? Now, I know some of you guys are probably like, man, who is this? This is a new face. Uh, For some of you guys that do know me, what's going on, y'all? John, host of uh, Clutch Talk, the podcast, and Lakers Corner, which is a YouTube channel where I talk all things Lakers, man. But, you know, our GOAT mentator, Gerald, Glassford, you know, the guy, the, the the goat out here, man, at Lakers Fast Break. He asked me to come on here and, you know, a couple times per week, do a couple of Lakers, quick Lakers shows. Uh, so that's exactly what I'm going to do here, man. Appreciate anybody that tunes in here, man. I'm just going to be alive maybe around like, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, maybe longer, depending on how you guys are in the chat, man. I just want to chop it up with you guys um, about everything that's going on around Lakers Nation. And as I mentioned in the beginning, y'all, if you don't know me, if I am a new face to you guys, my name is John, host of Clutch Talk, uh, NBA talk show, Go, goes on YouTube, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I also got a Lakers Corner YouTube page uh, where we talk all things Lakers, and usually I hop on here for uh, post-game shows, um, so that's how, for the people that do know me, that's where y'all know me, y'all know me from. Daniel, yes, this is a must-win game, brother, this is a must-win game. Um, against the Clippers. Honestly, the next like 10 games are must win for us. I'm not going to lie, you guys. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to do, he said, uh, Darren said, Cam, can't you, are you saying Cam or, or Vando? What, what, are you, what are you trying to say, uh, Darren? Every game, every game is a must win. Tell, tell me about it, Joe. Yeah, every game is a must win moving, uh, moving forward at this point. I mean, we know the, the tough 10 game stretch that we got coming up here. Um, but anyway, you guys, so what I, w- what I want to do on the show here, you guys, is honestly do a quick, you know, mid-season. I know it's a little bit past the mid-season mark, but mid-season check-in and also giveaway. <laughs> you mean Jim Pondexter? <laughs> um, I, I want to also give away some awards, you guys. So, you know, at the end of the season, they give away, you know, MVPs, Defensive Player of the Years. Um, we, we, we definitely aren't going to get a Coach of the Year, but, uh, you know, uh, all six man of the year, like players coming off the bench. So that's what I want to do, but I'm going to keep it strictly, strictly about Lakers and what we've seen so far. So 
Uh, let's go ahead and get into it, you guys. Uh, as of today, today is Tuesday, February 27th. Uh, we are sitting in the ninth seed, 31 and 28, which is very disappointing to me, you guys. I'm not going to lie. Very disappointing because in the offseason, I really did think that we had a chance, right? We had a chance. I mean, last last season, we make the Western Conference Finals after that great playoff push. And if you look at our team on paper from last season to this season, we only got better, right? So to me, I'm feeling like, man, here we go. We only got better as a team just made a Western Conference Finals run. Let's get it. Let's run it back. And it's especially disappointing the fact that we're sitting in the ninth seed right now, guys, because the biggest question mark of this team, which is Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm not Spencer Dinwiddie, which is a Anthony Davis's health, um, hasn't been a question at all. He demands played in 50, 55 of 59 games so far. He said, "Din din <laughs> for six man of the year." Nah, nah, Darren, you gonna just 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 wait. I'm I'm gonna get to the six man of the year, but it's definitely not Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, so far, he has let me down tremendously, but at least I didn't have too high expectations for him. Uh, but I see you're in traffic, uh, Darren. So be careful, my boy. Don't want, <laughs> don't want no uh, collisions happening here. But anyway, guys, yes. Yeah, so like I said, our biggest question mark of, you know, Anthony Davis and his health hasn't been a question at all. He's been there 55 of 59 games, but yet we are still here. And I think that there's, uh, um, there's a lot of blame to be thrown around as to why we're still here at this point. <laughs> man tell tell me about it joe yeah spencer dinwiddie and what's crazy to me and funny that we have spencer dinwiddie and christian wood on our team because what's crazy to me is that like three to four years ago i think maybe not even four maybe like three to two years ago spencer dinwiddie and christian wood were both players that were supposed to be like instrumental instrumental pieces of the of the dallas mavericks and now they're just absolute garbage i wouldn't i wouldn't call them absolute garbage but not what not what we need for to get where we want to get to, man. Uh, what's going on, Junior? Happy to have you in the building, man. Happy to have everybody here in the chat. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, though, you guys, there's a lot of blame to be thrown around as to why we're here at this point. Not gonna lie, guys. Um, you can't put it on solely one person, but if you could put it, if you could put it on solely one person. I'm gonna tell you who I would. I'm gonna tell you who I'd put so, solely put it on. But first, let's run through all the possible options of who we could be. Right? It could be front. It, you know, you could throw the blame on front office and their poor roster construction, or just poor de- decisions in general. Right? But when I when I say roster construction, I really mean the fact that um, when we won a championship, y'all, in, in 2020, we had the um, recipe figured out we had it figured out it's like okay cool when you have anthony davis on his team you need two to you need two to three i'm probably most likely like two really good backup bigs who can just take bows and just go body for body with the other bigs in the league like the Embiid's, like the Jokic's, like the cats like the rudy gobert's because anthony davis as we know yes you know he's been great so far this season at being able to stay healthy like i mentioned 55 or 59 games but the issue is that Anthony Davis throughout his entire career has been injury prone. So we definitely need um, a backup big to be able to help AD. And in 2020, it worked tremendously, right? We, I know it wasn't just that. It was LeBron playing at an all-time high as well. But if you look at it, after the next year, so 2021, the Lakers absolutely went totally away from what's worked. The Lakers has absolutely gone – we had the big man lineup, and they were like, okay, cool – we were a defensive-minded team with a defensive-minded coach in Frank Fogel. And then in 2021, all of a sudden, they, boom, switched it up. They brought in Trevor Reza, Carmelo. That's when they tried to make us an offensively built team. 
which it didn't work out because we had a defensive minded coach. And who do I blame for that? I blame front office for poor roster construction, poor decisions in general. So that could be a blame. Another blame could be some of our role players for not stepping up uh, or just being able to stay healthy as of late. I mean, the Lakers are a top five team in the NBA who is most impacted by injuries. I mean, right now we have uh, Christian Wood. We have Christian Wood out. We have Cam Reddish. We have Vincent. We have Vanderbilt. Um, get, Gabe Vincent, the man has only played like five games so far all season long. And these are all players, especially like Cam, Vanderbilt, Wood, players who had already proven their importance to this team and already had somewhat of a role on this team. Gabe Vincent, he was supposed to have some of a, somewhat of a role, but again, man's only played five games. So don't know, don't know what uh, significance he's going to be able to help us out with here. And then, you know, another person you could blame or another uh, blame you could throw to could be to LeBron James. LeBron James has been sitting out so many games and he's just been punting all these games because I understand he's 39 years old. You want to preserve him for the playoffs. But I mean, I'm not going to lie, you guys. I've watched every single Lakers game this season. And I think there has been probably around like five to seven games that I think LeBron James has like punted because of he, he's trying to preserve himself that were winnable games. And the reason why that really sucks and the reason why that puts us in such a tough situation of like, as like I said, out of the day, we're sitting at the ninth seed with these tough 10 games coming up. The reason why, and I will put that some of that blame on LeBron is because like I said, can you imagine if five or even four of those games we won? <laughs> our, our, our standings would be at a whole nother level, you guys. Let me see what what's Adam talking about, John. You know that we're eleven, <laughs> but the thing, Adam, I like that. Adam, right here for everybody um, out there. What Adam said is, he said, John, did you know that we are eleven and one when Torian Prince plays less than twenty five minutes? Adam, I wish we could just take this to Darvin Ham and show him because Darvin Ham, for whatever reason, and you know, we, we talk about this all the time over here on the um, Lakers Fast Break. We talk about how Darvin Ham just has some affection or affinity for going for Torian Prince. I got my own theories as to what's going on behind closed doors, but we don't got to get into that right now. But Adam, um, I hear you. Torian Prince definitely uh, should not be getting those big time minutes like how he uh, was getting. But as, as long as Darvin Ham's our coach, don't know how, um, don't know how, don't know how much, how long that's going to happen here. But anyway, so like, like I was saying, guys, so LeBron's punted around like, five to seven games just on trying to preserve himself, punched winnable games. And that really puts us in a tough situation because of like how everyone said here throughout the chat, Junior just talked about uh, next 10 games are going to decide, you know, whether we make the playoffs or not, because these next 10 games are literally going to be season defining for us. Y'all this is going to define our seasons, these next 10 games, because, and the unfortunate part is that it's very, very hard 10 games. We got Clippers, we got Wizards, we got Nuggets, we got Thunder, we got Bucks, we got Kings twice, and then we got Timberwolves, then we got Warriors, then we got 76ers. So I'm not going to lie, you guys, for the rest of the games that we have throughout the season, they're top-tier teams, in, whether it be the West or the East. So not going to lie, you guys, those punting of the games that LeBron James did now starts to hurt us, hurt us even more. But the biggest reason why I think that we're sitting here at this point that we are now, which is the ninth seed, 31-28, and 28, you know, you could blame all those things that I said. You could blame front office. You could blame role players and their health. You could blame LeBron James punting games. But the biggest reason, you ready for this, you guys, is the it falls on Darvin Ham. 
It falls on Darvin Ham. It has to fall on Darvin Ham. And here's why. And and again, remember, I'm not saying it's solely on Darvin Ham because where we're at at this point is it's it's more than just one person. It's it's a it's a, a wide variety of things. But the biggest blame has to be for Kevin Durant. I mean, for Darvin Ham because you just look up and down the like the line, y'all. Like his bad lineups. That's that's been terrible. His lack of rotations. His lack of the his ability to adjust. He doesn't know when to call timeouts at the right time. His lack of ability to take ownership and not make excuses. Like, I'm not going to lie, you guys. When I seen, and I think this was, a, what, the, the two games ago? When I seen Darvin Ham make an excuse saying that it's our, um, it's it was Anthony Davis's ears or Anthony Davis is oh his voice right his voice hurt or something like that that was the craziest thing I had ever heard in my life and I'm thinking like all right another excuse by Darvin Ham next game when we play the Suns the last game that we just played the Suns yes I understand we got too many uh we had um we had eight free throw shot and you know free throw disparity was was wild favoring the Suns or whatnot but Darvin Ham comes out and 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 mind you we got outplayed that game. We, we we let him score 45 points in the first quarter, you guys. put get let's, let's get that through our mind. We let him score 45 points in the first quarter. And Darvin Ham is going to the media and saying, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the one to give excuses, but the refs. Okay, well, if you're not the one to give excuses, then don't give an excuse, Darvin Ham. But the problem with him is that he's he says he's not the one to give an excuse and then he'll turn right around and give an excuse. Uh, let's see what some of the people here in the chat are saying. Um, is coaching legacies excused? I'm right there with you, Joe. Uh, you see, coach has to be willing to take some of the blame. Yeah, he has to be willing to take some of the blame and most of the blame, in my opinion. Because like I said, the bad lineups is what's it's what's got us here. His lack of rotations is what's got us here. I mean, look, Adam said it best. Adam said it best here in the chat. Adam said, we're 11-1, y'all. When Torian Prince plays less than 25 minutes, but of course he's gonna keep getting more than 25 minutes. His and and here's my biggest qualm with him. I'm not gonna lie, you guys. Basketball is a game of runs, okay? Basketball is all about runs, okay? It there's you know X's and O's and ins and outs, but when you feeling it, when you got a rhythm going as a player, as a team, and the crowd is in it, man, that could make the world of a difference in any game. And I have seen so many Lakers games so far this season that the other team is going on a run and Darvin Ham is just sitting there like this. Hands in his pocket doing absolutely nothing. Not calling a timeout when other team's going on a run and not even calling a timeout and making adjustments. So he's not, it's not even that he's just like calling a timeout. He's not calling, he's not calling a timeout, not making adjustments, not doing anything. Literally guys, just sitting there like this. Doing absolutely nothing. Let me see what let me see what the chat got going on. I got like two screens pulled up, you guys. So that's why I don't I don't always see the chat coming up here. But uh let me see what's going on. Lakers in five, my dog. Salute. Nice to see you, my dog. Nice to see you. Uh let me see what Junior said. Uh Torian Prince can be serviceable if he's used correct, but unfortunately he's not used correctly. Yeah, and he's not ever gonna be used correctly. And as long as Darvin Ham is the coach of this team, that's unfortunate. And uh Gary, I'm I brother, <laughs> I'm right there with you, bro. Darvin Ham is absolutely probably the worst coach in late Lakers history. Um, 
as everybody know, as the, you know, the the faithful Lakers fast break nation people know around here, uh, I definitely, I'm, I'm on a younger side. I'm I'm 25. I was born in '99, so I ain't seen all the old 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 coaches. But I would I would argue that Luke Walton was a very bad coach as well too. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers fast break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But what's going on in the chat right here? I don't want to mispronounce your name, brother. It's uh, Ice Hour. Uh, I don't know if you're saying you got a question, but if you got a question, definitely drop that in the chat. Um, what would Phil Jackson do? Phil Jackson would get on his real Zen master, Zen master stuff and work work something out here, man. I ain't gonna lie. He would bring the team together, light up some some uh, some little uh, incense or whatever. <laughs> Let me see. Can you help me? Uh, Charlie said, "Can you help me get? Can you help me get two questions to Lakers?" Gerald knows. For I defender brother, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know what you what you talking about. If you want to talk to Gerald, Gerald the goat, the goat mentator, he is always here. Um, every every post game show, so you could definitely ask him any questions. Then, um, you said we should buy out Demar Derozan end of the season. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, guys. Demar Derozan wouldn't move the needle. Like Demar Derozan wouldn't. Yes, he he. We'd be getting better at that wing position, but Demar Derozan would not move the needle. Um, at all, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be honest, and and that's another thing that I, I've said multiple times on you know on these post game shows is I don't think that there's you know unless we're gonna bring in a Giannis, bring in a Dame, uh, um, not even Dame at this point. I mean, bring in a Giannis, bring in a Luca. I'm talking these generational talent players. There's nothing that's gonna move move the needle because the biggest blame of all is who Darvin Ham, and even if we bring in those players, who's still there? Darvin Ham, who's still gonna uh, misuse misuse all these players? So. Overall, guys, I'm not going to lie. I think that um, a great way to describe us this season is just a definition of inconsistency. Just a definition of inconsistency. As a team, we have we have some te- we have some games where we have great spurts. Everything is clicking. 
you see LeBron James and he's operating, uh, whether it be on ball and, you know, running those pick and rolls to Anthony Davis, getting easy lobs to Anthony Davis at the hoop or hitting his shooters on the, on the wing. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, is he stepping up as a catch and shoot shooter this season right now, shooting the highest three point percentage on our team, which I believe is at 41%. LeBron is right in the second at 40%. Um, so when we know when that's happening, LeBron James is clicking, Anthony Davis is dominating the glass. Um, we are, we are a defensive minded team where no points, no points are being allowed in the paint. We're killing other teams in the paint, in the paint by scoring points in the paint. There's times when we're like that and clicking on all cylinders, but there's also times and we'll literally go from one game clicking on all cylinders and being dominant to the next game being absolutely inconsistent in booty cheeks. I'm talking about let like let's not even look no further than the Suns game. Okay. The Suns game. We gave up 45 points in the first quarter. Anthony Davis, okay, I'm going to be honest, okay, and this is no disrespect to Nurkic, but there should not be a single day, a single game on this earth that Anthony Davis gets outplayed by Yusuf Nurkic. Because if that's the case, if, if Anthony Davis is getting outplayed by the Yusuf Nurkic's of this world, <laughs> let's let's just go home right now, you guys. Let's just call it wraps right now because we are not going anywhere if Anthony Davis is going to get – if he's going to be getting worked by the Yusuf Nurkages of the world. Yusuf Nurkage is a role player in this league. He should not be doing to what he did to Anthony Davis in, in that game. And that's what I mean with the inconsistencies, you guys. You see, we go up and down, up and down, up and down. So that's why I would have to uh, define our season as absolute inconsistency. But let me see what's going on here in the chat, man. Um, let's see. LeBron hates Phil Jackson. Joe. Give us some insight on that, Joe. Uh, I'm I will would love would love to know why. Um, let me see. Junior said, "Is it better to keep him or fire him this late in the season?" Honestly, at first, when there was the whole fire him or not fire him Discord, I was big on not firing Darvin Ham only because I thought that there was still a way for us to figure it out, and I think that. It's tough when you bring in a coach midway through the season and you're still trying to compete because at the end of the day, let's remember, we got a 39-year-old LeBron James playing at an all-time extreme level. We got a healthy Anthony Davis, which we haven't seen much in his career. So you want to compete, but you got to be also real with yourself, right? So when I was earlier in the season, when I thought that there was still a chance for us to be able to get it together, this is before All-Star break and all that. I was like, hey, you know what? Let's keep Darvin Ham because it's going to be hard to integrate a new coach and have him get his system and his values and his plays in and all that. Right. So I was like, it's going to be very hard. I think it's actually going to be more detrimental for the team. But at this point, you guys, we're not going anywhere. Like besides anywhere that I want to go. Okay. Like if someone out there wants to be a playing team, I don't know why you would want that as a Lakers fan, but I want to raise, I want to raise up number 18. Um, and with that being said, I think it would make us, it would make it tougher for us to be able to raise up number 18. Um, bringing on a bringing on another coach at this and you know at, at this point right so but the thing is we're not gonna raise up number 18 okay and i feel like we've said this a lot of times stone has said this joe said this joe said this we've all said this this team is just not a championship contender right now at this point so to answer your question junior i think we'd be better off letting go of darvin ham at this point throughout wherever we're at in the season bringing on the other coach, then the other coach can have this season, the whole off season and next season to be able to, you know, get him, get, get himself rolling and get a players acclimated to what he likes to do, man. Um, let's see here. 
uh nah man they suck at pre-planned playbook uh rob palinka failed rob palinka man rob palinka is another problem man rob palinka is another problem of this team man so one of the biggest i mean the biggest problem of this team on the court wise is definitely darwin ham front court wise is definitely genie bus genie sell the damn team get rid of the team genie you run this thing like a freaking business you run this thing like a family business you're not trying to be great you're not trying to win sometimes you got to spend money sometimes you got to put your money where your mouth is if you want to be great and you want to win genie you're not doing that right now but rob rob and genie probably like be hanging out every other day saying oh yeah how could we make this team absolute mess absolute hot garbage so yeah i'm with you rob rob palinka failed he rob palinka only he'll he'll pull a good move every once in a while and then just go hide and just go do nothing man um yes joe i did say booty cheeks joe uh <laughs> i'm over here catching up to the comments man yes joe i did say booty i don't know if we could say the a a s s word on here i'm not trying to get us no strikes on the live so i said booty cheeks uh, let's see what Junior said here. If Monty Williams became available, is it worth moving on from Governor Ham at this point? Man, I'll tell you what. I agree, Joe. We definitely should have gone after Nick Nurse in the, in, in the summer, but we absolutely we absolutely um, slipped up the ball on that as well. But Junior, to answer your question, if Monty Williams becomes available, is it worth moving on from Governor Ham? I would I would say so at this point. You know, I I would say so. Um, because Darvin Ham just isn't the answer. So let's, and Monty might not be the answer either. But if we know Darvin Ham is not the answer, that we know. We don't know if Monty is the answer or not. Um, let me see. Doo, doo, doo. Well, I need your help, Gerald Neds, to send me and Clutch Kid to ask Lakers curtain certain questions. Brother, I am not following what you are saying right here. Um, but this clutch kid, my name is John. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, he said, of course, LeBron took that as a racial. Th- uh, yeah, uh, agreed, Joe. Um, he said that Gerald. Um, he said that Phil Jackson called out LeBron and his posse, and LeBron takes it as a racial thing. LeBron, I feel like he takes things out of pocket a lot, man. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Let's see, guys, gotta get, gotta get some. <laughs> um. Chopper, chopper, what's going on? Just enjoy the playing tournament. Put, just enjoy playing tournament. Let me see what he said right here. Just enjoy the playing tournament. Push and next year's retirement tour. No one wins the chip building around aging superstars on their way out. Hey, I feel you, brother. I feel you. It would be ve- it would be very hard for us to win right now at this point um, with LeBron James aging like this with Darvin Ham. At the helm of the at the helm of the head coach, uh, with our role players being dis- inconsistent with our um, with our injuries so far this season, I feel you, brother. It is very hard. Um, n- I don't know about next year re- retirement tour though. I don't know if LeBron retires next year. Let's see. You can't fire Darvin Ham till the season's over. I hear you. What you're saying, Darren? I'm just talking. I, I don't think Darvin Ham is gonna get fired. I don't, unfortunately, you guys, I don't think that. I think he, he'll probably still be the coach next year. Which is kind of crazy to kind of crazy to say. Not gonna lie. Um, Freezy say so. LeBron traded. Uh, okay, let me see. I could live. I could live with the eight seed right now. We would only we would only have to win one or two games. Yeah, honestly, guys, if we're gonna have to do this through the playing, we gotta go 
seventh seed or eighth seed. So we at least get two chances. If we want to say that there's ninth, tenth seed, it's over for us. Remember, what did I tell you guys about this team? This team is very what inconsistent. And we cannot leave our season on the line for one game because that's scary right there. Uh, little Chris Johnson, appreciate you for the super chat, my brother. Little Chris Johnson, 18, said, I would bench Reeves and put Cam or Max in the lineup. Now, I'm not going to lie, guys. Max Christie has improved a lot, okay? He's improved a lot. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't think he's yet an NBA caliber player. I don't think he should be out there, to be honest, especially in the starting lineup. Now, he has, you know, spurts where he shows that potential and his greatness. But I think you got to... For us to be able to run this on a starting lineup, we're going to need a little bit more consistency, a little more consistency from that. And the reason why we don't bench Reeves uh, is because we probably need more of a scoring punch. Cam Reddish is almost a net negative on the offensive end. Great, great defensive player, though. Um, and if we put if we put Cam out there, I think our offense would dwindle down even more than it's already dwindled down here. Uh, all flaps would have been okay. <laughs> Last last year's playing tournament push was fun as heck. You like you like last year's playing playing tournament? Yeah, I mean, you mean this year's or because this year was the first year that we had a playing push. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, this is why we love you, brother. This is why we love you. <laughs> I love it. Are you gonna give LeBron sixty million? He said he won sixty million according to the reports. Now I'm not gonna lie, guys. If LeBron wants 60 million, I'm gonna be like, yo, Bron, then you don't want to you don't want to compete to win a championship anymore. If that's the case, you just want to ride out your retirement tour here. I but I don't think you want to do that. And I don't know. So I mean, he's 39. Would 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 you or would anyone should anyone give a 39-year-old 60 million dollars according to the reports? But I gotta see what what, what report said that. Uh let's see. I believe in the team. Let's see which what Charlie said. I believe in the team. Dangerous defensive new guys. Um, I don't know about that, brother. I don't believe in. I don't believe in this team. And what do you mean you believe? Do you mean you believe to be a championship contender, or what do you mean? And then uh, sixty million a year. We aren't getting exactly right, Bloodhound. That's what I'm saying. So if we if we give LeBron sixty million a year, we're not getting that third star that we so desperately cried and begged for. Remember early in the season, they were like, "Yo, come on, guys, let's bring in a third star, bring in a third star, bring in a third score." Um, so yeah, I'm right there with you, Bloodhound. Uh, I think that if we bring in that, if we LeBron gets that, we ain't getting that third star. Absolutely not. Um, he said that's the Lakers brand, though. Come to compete to win for chips and a grand retirement tour. He can't take the vet union. The union would be fierce with him, man. NBA union, shout out, shout out to NBA union, standing up for their players, man. Kurt, what's the deal, my brother? What's the deal? What's the deal? Kurt, 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 what's goody? What's goody? What's up, chat? Cam is practicing, so hopefully he will be back soon. We do need. I mean, I'm not gonna say we need Cam, but it would really help us to have Cam back, guys. Because if we get Cam back. That kind of um, is gonna help us on our perimeter perimeter defense, and I mean, I, I, I talked about how Cam is a almost absolute net negative on the offensive end, but defensively, I love him as a point of attack defender. I love him picking up the ball. Um, I love him making it hard for other players. Like you know, I think back to that um, that playing tournament, right? When, when, when we played the Pacers, coming in 
to the game against us and the Pacers, the Pacers had played the Celtics and the Bucks, two teams that are much better than us, widely better than us, probably on on the defense. I don't know about the Bucks, but the uh, I mean I don't know about the um, yeah I don't know about the Bucks, but the Celtics are de- definitely better than us defensively. But I say that to say that with those two games, Tyrese Maxey, I'm mean, not Tyrese Halliburton had I believe like one turnover in those two games, which is insane. Like his assist turnover ratio is out of this world. Shout out Tyrese Halliburton, but. What is funny to me is the game they played the Lakers, he already had like three turnovers by the first half because you know why? Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt making it hard for him. So I do think that uh, it would be great to get Cam and uh, Vanderbilt back because they're going to help us. Um, they're going to help us with our um, they're going to help us with our perimeter defense. So stopping all these elite elite guards that we're playing on a night to night basis. Uh, but let's see. Let's let's see what we got going on here. Sports. Uh, Sports Baby said, you need another Trey or Mitchell uh, to go, to go, is the way to go. Okay. So you, you mean Trey Young. Ha. I, I like Trey Young if LeBron moves, moves, moves off. Okay. And, and here's why. Because Trey Young is a very ball dominant player. Like extremely, the ball has to run through him. And if he doesn't have the ball, he's almost like a net negative. Like he's not very good at moving off the ball. He's not very good on defense. He's a defensive liability. He's uh, <laughs> just like, he needs the ball in his hand, but when he has the ball in his hand, he can do great things. I'm not going to lie. Um, but if he has the ball that much in his hands, then that means where's LeBron. And I don't think that LeBron will be a, the greatest player to just put in the corner and say, Hey, just catch and shoot from these Trey young and Anthony Davis pick and rolls. Uh, but I would love Donovan Mitchell. Boy, would I love Donovan Mitchell. Jay, you damn right, my brother. This is the Lakers therapy session. And you know what? That's Maybe I might start uh, titling these as Lakers therapy sessions because this is – this is bad. And, 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 and I'm glad that we got all y'all in here right now. We got, we got 20 people in here, man. Um, appreciate every single one of you guys being in here, man. Um, we just here talking some Lakers, talking some real, real Lakers therapy session, man. So get whatever off you guys' chest that you guys want to get off your chest, man. Uh, Blunthouse said people forgetting that Westbury experiments. We had three stars and traded away all the depth. I'm with you, but I wouldn't even at that. Was Russell Westbrook playing like a star last year though? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider him playing like a star um, for that experiment, to be honest, guys. Um, let me see. We looked way – honestly, bro, Jay, I hear you. He said we looked way different in the in-season tournament. What happened? You know, I, I don't want to believe the narrative that we got burnt out because that's, like, that's crazy to me because, you know, Joe said it on the show many times. We only played an extra, like – two games i think so like we shouldn't get this burnt out to where we go from a good team to an insanely bad team um because of two games i don't think i don't think that should be the case but i do think that like there was just more one like i'm not gonna lie and 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 look guys i'm gonna gonna be a hundred with you okay i am a huge lebron james supporter like lebron james is my guy okay but I think that he was so caught up in wanting to be this, like the first in-season tournament winner, first in-season tournament winner, that I think he, I think he straight up played harder. Like I'm gonna be honest, guys, and, and it's and it's sad to say because it's like Bron, bro, you, come on, bro, like you're trying to be an in-season tournament champion versus being at your best form to be a Larry O'Brien champion. Like what are you doing? So to me, it it is very uh, disappointing. Not gonna lie. Uh, but to answer your question, Jay, I think the biggest thing uh, as to why um, we just look so much different is 
I just think we had more of that dog in us. We wanted it more. We were also not as injured, right? So, so I just mentioned, I mentioned Cam, I mentioned Vanderbilt. Those are all players that were there um, during that in-season tournament. So it's probably another reason for that. Um, let me see what Chapa said. Chapa said, our best player is 39 years old on one good leg, an undersized small ball center, and glorified Nick Young can back me up, folks. <laughs> yeah, brother, it's not looking good for us. Not looking good for us. Uh, Gabe will be back mid-March. That'd be dope. That'd be great. And I and I hope that Gabe is actually the Gabe that we saw in Miami because I'm not going to lie, guys. On my Lakers Corner page, which if you guys haven't checked it out, please go check out my Lakers Corner page. It is on YouTube. Um, I drop uh, all type of Lakers content, talk all Lakers thing. And then I also have a Lake, uh, Clutch Talk, which is an NBA talk show where I talk all things about the Lakers. But what's funny to me is I said, I said this both on Clutch Talk and I said this on Lakers Corner. I really hope that we don't get played by Gabe Vincent the same way we got played played by Kendrick Nunn because and 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 here's what I mean by saying this guys we um as a team we we t- paid Kendrick Nunn after that great run he had with the Heat what did he do he came to the Lakers and genuinely looked like he forgot how to play basketball he looked like he was a like a totally different player when he came to the Lakers versus the Heat Gabe Vincent he's doing his thing last season I understand it's been injuries. But in those five games that he has played, okay, I believe it's like five games, bro. I think only hit like one three or two threes. He and he's supposed to be one of those, uh, you know, a guard to set up our offense to be able to be another three point three point threat. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying we bought him in strictly to be a three point shooter, but we did bring him in in hopes that he would be a three point threat like how he was last year. I believe he shot like thirty six or thirty seven percent from three point line last year, but man wasn't none of that at all. So I really hope that we don't get played by the whole heat heat culture thing because heat culture is real. If you didn't believe it, I'm here to tell you that it's a real thing. If you just go to the Miami Heat, buy into the culture, buy into what they're doing, don't be don't be afraid to run 100 million suicides if that's what Pat Riley and Eric Spoelstra are telling you to do. Listen. Listen to Eric Spoelstra. That's the great that's the best coach in the NBA right now. Listen to him. Be bought in. They could, because they play so much of a team ball aspect, they could make you look like a good player. And I think that that's what happened with Kendrick Nunn. And we got fooled. And I hope that that's not what happened. That's what happens with Gabe Vincent. And we get fooled, man. Uh, Lakers are easily the most night and day team in the NBA. They have no identity. I'm bet. FY sports debates. Brother, you said it best, bro. This is what I was saying earlier when I said that the definition of our team is inconsistency like if you could if you could give our team one word it'd be inconsistent i mean like how you said most nine day team we have no identity no identity at all one night we're trying to outscore teams the next day we're trying to just play some great defense um one night we're one night we're pounding the paint and trying to score 50 points in the paint and making teams pay for it and next night we're throwing up 35 35 to 43 is a game so um yeah i i am i am right there with you my brother great point that uh, defines our seasons in inconsistency. Uh, LeBron is going to sign three more years. Yay. <laughs> you funny Jay Kurt. Keep that grind. Uh, keep that grind. John glad to see you putting in work. Appreciate you, Kurt. I'm always going to be here, man. Keep, I'm going to keep putting in the work for, for Lakers fast break. I'm going to keep putting in work for my Lakers corner page for Lakers, Lakers clutch talk. Um, I said Lakers clutch for, for clutch talk, man. Check me out, man. Always putting in, um, some work, man. I just, I just love the game of basketball guys. I ain't going to lie. 
I love the game of basketball. I'm a strict, I'm definitely a, a favorite in the Lakers, and I love seeing Lakers stuff and Lakers news and whatnot, which is why I got the Lakers page. But in general, you guys, I just love the game of basketball. It is a beautiful game. Shout out James Naismith. Appreciate you, buddy. And um, he said, who would you hire if you fired Darvin Ham? We would have to see – I'd have to see the, li- the list of coaches out there. Um, I've been noted on the – I've been stated on the record saying multiple times that I actually still do believe in Mark Jackson. I think that there's a lot going on behind closed doors with Mark Jackson in the NBA, and they're kind of like banning – not banning him, but like um, blackmailing him, kind of trying to keep him out of the league. But, uh, yeah, that's – I would have to see who's out there. But, you know, first answer would definitely be Mark Jackson. I think he's a great coach and built that Warriors uh, foundation. Uh, let's see what Bloodhound said. Westbrook was making 48 million and was a poor fit with, uh, with that cap tied with three other sides. Yeah, it's hard. I'm right there with you. Lakers showed us. Let's see. Hey, I'm going to just go through this chat here, man. Whatever y'all want to say in the chat, man, we go through, we could just chop, chop it up back and forth. Sports baby said Lakers showed us that they can play defense in the end season tournament. They should be able to replicate that. Yes, I agree. Sports baby. But, um, for anyone that like, really hoops out there y'all know that defense got nothing to do with skill defense has got to do with how much dog do you have in you do you have that dog in you do you have the ability to want it more than the person in front of you and in the end season tournament i think we wanted it more than the person in front of us and i don't think that that's the case at this point um let's see here let's see i like you regardless i like you regardless of that john appreciate you yeah my brother uh let's see here let's see what we got um, problem with LeBron is that he tries to protect his legacy instead of building one. Case in point, ducking the dunk competition. Now I agree. I do think that LeBron James tries to protect his legacy a lot, but that's because he has he does have a lot on the line. Um, but I think that at times you gotta you gotta you know you gotta choose up. You gotta decide like what's more important is protecting my legacy or is you know really continuing to just make a name for myself, make a name for myself, but. Uh, but yeah, let me see what Darren said. He's afraid of losing instead of winning at all. Wow. What a great way to put it, Darren. That is great. LeBron James is, is, he is an extremely afraid of losing. He just, he always just wants to, yeah. Like how Bloodhound and Darren just said, he wants to protect his legacy. wants to protect his name. I kind of think back to, uh, (laughs) in the 2020, you remember when we won the championship y'all and, um, LeBron James is on the mic talking about like Rob on his respect, Genie on his respect. And I want my damn respect to him. He did like the little side eye or whatever. Like that was so funny, you guys. That was LeBron just trying to be like, oh, I'm that guy or whatnot. <laughs> but LeBron is the most, um, he's the most like subliminal type person. He'll just throw subliminals all day, which is so annoying, which is like be a man and speak it up. Talk, speak it, say it with your chest, LeBron. Come on, man. Kurt, appreciate you, my brother. Yes, check me out. Check out Lakers Corner. Check me out, y'all. Go subscribe. Um, always dropping all type of Lakers content and also check out my clutch talk page also on YouTube, Apple podcast, Spotify. Uh, he said, Rudy, the Lakers should sign me. I could shoot threes. Okay. Okay. You got a mixtape. You got a send. You got a mixtape. And then, and then Darvin Ham's the coach. You might get some playing time <laughs> respectfully. Let's see what Joe said. Joe's always got some great things to say here. Lakers do not know how to analyze, analyze an up and coming coach. No one available. No one available who is a name who is a name is appealing. They need a guy who can connect and execute an image with this talent. Okay. I like that, Joe. I like that. 
Um, so, so wait, so you're saying, and I need to catch up here in the chat. So you're saying that there's no, nobody available out there that, that that's appealing or, or what are you saying here? I don't want to, I don't want to miss, miss, misconstrue you here, Joe. Let me know. Let me know. All right. Let's see. Um, you have to, you have mentality strong when you play with LeBron. Sometimes players get caught up, uh, when playing with LeBron because of his greatness. That is why some players don't play at their level when coming to LA. Yes, I'll give you that. You know, when you play with LeBron James, it's tough because LeBron James is so ball dominant and like it's so ball dominant to a success though, like all time leading scorer in NBA history. Like you you can't come on the team and say, yo, LeBron, give it up, give it up. Like that's not going to work. Right. So you have to understand how to play with LeBron and just great players, but I wouldn't even blame LeBron for players not succeeding in LA, I would blame media. I'd blame the Lakers as a, as a whole. I mean, yeah, every single game is freaking a show. Every game is a damn show. Like, and the lights are bright. The lights are just simply too bright for some players. I talk to junior a lot, you know, sometimes just like off, you know, off camera or whatnot. And a great point that we always bring up is like Lou Williams. <laughs> Lou Williams was a freaking bucket, y'all. I'm going to keep this comment up because this is what I'm talking about. Lou Williams was a freaking bucket back in the day, y'all. And he was a bucket literally every year prior to the Lakers, was not a bucket on the Lakers, and then became another bucket dry for the Lakers. And I'm just like, yo, what's going on? And me and Jenner done talk about this a lot. It's the bright lights. It's the bright lights, y'all. Sometimes the bright lights are too bright for some players. They can't have hella national televised games. They can't handle all this all this attention, maybe an interview after every game, a media, different media outlets in your face, in your locker room. They can't handle that. I think LA sometimes is too much for people, man. Terry Stotts. <laughs> Sorry if that was really loud. I try to, I try to clap over here. Sorry if that was loud for you guys. Terry Stotts. I like Terry Stotts. I like that. I like that. I don't know how to pronounce your name. A- a- Akeem. Akeem. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it, brother. But I like Terry Stotts a lot. Um, I don't understand why Darvin Ham is so... Is, so set on this five out offense when it's clearly not working for us. No motion in our offense, no passing, uh, giving up rebounds. If it's broke, fix it. Oh, I love that, brother. If it's broke, fix it. I love that, Kurt. You know, usually they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But Kurt said, if it's broke, fix it. The problem with Darvin Ham is the fact that he, I don't think he knows how to fix it, right? And, and, and Kurt, I agree with you. We have no motion in our offense. We have no, we have no offense at, at all, to be honest, go watch the Lakers game. You'll see that if it's LeBron and Anthony Davis out there, you know what it is. It's LeBron James and Anthony Davis pick and roll. And then let's just get a mismatch from there. And then let's just attack. Like, that's what it is. And I feel like teams resort to that because that's just, you know, a typical, a typical basketball play, you know, a classic as old as you can remember, typical pick and roll uh, with the best, with the best two players. And, and the crazy thing is, and I mean, the good thing is about Anthony Davis and LeBron James pick and roll is that 99% of the time they're going to get a mismatch because whoever's guarding LeBron is most likely not going to be able to stay with, be big enough to stay with Anthony Davis down low. And whoever's, whoever's guarding Anthony Davis is not going to be able to keep up with LeBron James um, on, on, on the outside. And LeBron James is going to be able to go by him, get to the hoop. But I absolutely agree. We have no, uh, no motion in our offense and just no real plays. And, who does that fall on again? The one and only Darvin Warm Hands Ham, baby. He's a stubborn coach. You can't fix that. I'm right there with you. He's you know who he's under, Coach Bud. Who else? Who else is who also is a stubborn coach who damn near almost got fired because he kept running that job coverage and uh the Bucks kept losing. Let's see what Bloodhouse said here. 
telling LeBron, uh, LeBron telling the press to leave his son alone when G- when LeBron James Jr. got left off of Mark Sarris' peak LeBron James. You know, that, that's crazy because I actually seen this take this morning about that, right? Um, talking about um, the fact that LeBron James is damn near ruining his, like, his son right now because i mean he's already he's already lebron james's son so wherever he goes boom he's already got like the crazy spotlight and what's side story on that i went to the uh because i i live in the bay area for y'all that don't uh, that don't know i'm in the bay area and i went to the cal berkeley and usc game over here in berkeley which is in the bay area and i got to watch Bronny play live and 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 I'll, i'll give you my i'll give you guys my honest feedback on him I think that he's he's a good player and he he always makes the right play, right? And he's he's not to the point where he's like LeBron James or um you know or or Lucas or these these talents that are like so transcending that you don't got to make the right play because it's like yo, I'm so damn good that I don't got to make the right pass. Like I, I I'm gonna just get it done and we're and we're going to still get the same result, which is a bucket, which is still two more on the board or three more on the board. LeBron James Jr. uh, uh Bronny James Jr. however however he wants me to call him He's not, he's not like that. Okay. He's not, he's, he's, he's not like that. He's gonna, he's the type of guy. I'm gonna get the ball triple threat. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look up. What, what, uh, do, is he open? Is he open? Is the pick and roll here? Is the pass here? Like he's always going to make the right play. He's not just going to take over because of exactly what Darren said. He's not good enough to take over. And, and this isn't a knock on him. You know, this isn't a knock on him. I mean, bro, bro had like a damn near, I mean, respectfully, damn near like died during the offseason. I don't even mean like to disrespect him or his family, but like, bro, damn near like died during the offseason. It's it, it's hard to to bounce back. So I mean, I feel him right now. I think he's only averaging like five points per game. Hey, hey, Ron. Hey, hey, Ron. Yes, sir. Uh, Darren said Mark is very religious, and that's okay. But you're not supposed to. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard that too. I've heard that uh, he always makes his players pray, and not not all players are are uh, are with that. Um, but yeah, bloodhound, exactly. Yeah, Brownie almost died. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy way to say it, though. <laughs> but uh, I mean, prayers out to the Jane family. I'm not I'm not laughing at the fact that he almost died. I think it's just crazy to say. Um, next thing you're going to say is D'Lo's your guy. D'Lo is my guy. You know Delo's my guy. And as a matter of fact, we've been having so much fun here in the chat, y'all. I haven't even haven't even been able to get to my awards. I still got some awards that I want to run through. Um, and he might get one of them. So I will get to that soon, Darren. Delo absolutely is my guy. And I'll give you some reasons as to why he's my guy right now after I get to this last comment that we have right here right now. And that's Joe saying most coaches are stubborn. Yes, I agree, Joe. Most coaches are stubborn because when you're so great and at such a high level like you got to stick to what what got you there but i do think that there has to be a line somewhere and i don't think that coach bud knows where that line is and i don't think and i know darvin Ham doesn't know where that line is and that's that's the um that's the unfortunate part and then uh bloodhound said mark jack mark jackson will never coach again he was pulling some crazy stuff while he's with the warriors yeah and he Got that Warriors dynasty to the brink. And then Steve Kerr said, I got it from here on forth, brother, and took it on. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, y'all, I mean, keep the comments coming, man. Appreciate all 18 of y'all being in here. I'm having a grand time of my life. So appreciate you guys. I, j- I just love talking. Like, like I said, I love basketball, and I love Lakers even on top of that, y'all. So keep the comments going. 
I'll answer to what I um to what I can. And uh, but for now, let me go ahead and get into some of these awards, y'all. Uh, I want to do a quick, you know, midseason or a little bit past midseason awards. We're gonna get into defense player of the year, most improved, sixth man of the year, and then the infamous MVP. Y'all let me know in the chat who y'all got for some of these. Uh, but let's go ahead and get cracking here. We're gonna start with I'm, I'm gonna do MVP last, so we're gonna so y'all gotta stay for that. So I'm gonna start with defensive player of the year. All right, defensive player of the year, the guy who should win it in the entire NBA and will win it for just the Lakers award ceremony here. Do I gotta say anything? None other than the brow, the brow, Anthony Davis, which is kind of crazy that like that's his whole personality. It's <laughs> like having unibrow and it's been like that since um since his college days do you remember a couple years ago when um anthony davis did that uh april fool's prank where he's like shaved his unibrow that was crazy i ain't gonna lie i actually fell for that i was like no way because i mean who wouldn't want to shave their unibrow <laughs> i ain't gonna lie um but yeah do i gotta say anything about anthony davis being defensive player, our defensive player of the year top of the league in defensive rating top five in the in the league for blocks per game. If he's not blocking it, he's altering it. He has the ability to not only play against bigs down low and go body for body down there, but he also has the ability to switch onto guards in the perimeter and stay with them. It's not a Rudy Gobert situation where it's, uh-oh, Island, uh-oh, uh, ISO, watch out, watch out, because I'm blown by him, then y'all going to have to help. That's not the case. It's not the case. He can handle himself just fine in the perimeter. He can handle himself just fine on guards island. And like I said, y'all, top five in defensive rating, top five in blocks, and like biggest thing, and, and me and Jenna talk about this all the time. Even if he doesn't block it, he's altering it. He's just so damn big and long pause that he alters damn near every single shot, y'all. So, um, so yeah, I, I I think that there's absolutely no question. Let's see real quick here what the chat is saying. Um, Delo is great. I can't believe the hate on him. Brother, sports baby, go check out my Lakers corner page because I have a video on there that when D'Angelo Russell was getting all this hate in the world and he was getting his his name just dragged through the mud and every single freaking trade rumor that you could possibly think of, I made a video on him saying why we still need to keep him and why he's so important to us. I'm glad you see what I'm talking about. Go check out that video. Let me know. If uh, you feel what I'm saying, defense player of the year, Jay, you know it, baby. You know it. You know it, baby. John, when is Lakers corner? Do a plug. Honestly, guys, I don't, I haven't yet incorporated like lives into the Lakers corner because I have so much fun coming on lives over here and being in this community with you guys. I just mainly do videos. Like I just do, uh, I do like um, uh, film breakdowns. Uh, like I just mentioned, I did a film breakdown on D'Angelo Russell and why he's so important to us. Y'all can go check that out. Um, I did like, you know, our trade targets prior to the trade deadline. Um, I always do after every single game, a game recap. And I usually, I usually do that after I hop in the post game show here, but let me know, let me know. I mean, it, would you guys go check out some lives? If I did some lives on Lakers corner, like you guys, let me know. Like if, if I started doing some more lives on Lakers corner, would y'all come checking me out? Would y'all come hop on there with me? You know, just, we could do the same thing we do here. Just, you know, chop it up. Let me know. Cause I've, if that's something you guys would be down for. I'm down for as well. We could get something set up. Um, let me see if the Timberwolves come first. I think Rudy will win, man. Bloodhound, appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you. I will, I will definitely get something set up and, um, 
you guys, you know, I, man, I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. I appreciate that, brother. And we still, we still got our awards to get to, man. We still got our awards to get to. Uh, but he supports baby said, I think if the Timberwolves come first, I think Rudy will win it. Man, I'm tired of Rudy, Rudy winning this uh, sports baby because every single year he wins it, and then every single year he gets exposed as the biggest defensive liability in the playoffs. I know that this award is about the regular season, but it's like, come on. At what at what point are we gonna stop believing in this nonsense, man? We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. All right, y'all. Let's get to the next award. Most improved player so far this season has got to be D'Angelo Russell. I talked about it. I said, sports baby, I told you I was going to talk about D'Angelo Russell. And here we are talking about D'Angelo Russell, which right here, let me show some love, y'all. You see this jersey right here? Boom. That right there, y'all, was from D'Angelo Russell's rookie season with the Lakers. That's how you know I've been a big supporter of my dog D'Lo for a long time, right? And there's a lot of reasons why I'm a big supporter of him. His playmaking ability, his three-point shooting, his ability to be on the ball and allow LeBron James to run the lane. There's a lot of reasons why I like him. Again, want to do a quick plug for my Lakers corner. Go check out my D'Angelo Russell video. Dropped a video, dropped a video talking about his importance to this team. But right now, let's focus on the task at hand, which is most improved player going to D'Angelo Russell. He went from getting his name dragged through the mud. Every single trade uh, rumor you could think of, he was in it. Everybody said, trade D'Lo, trade D'Lo, I'm tired of D'Lo, tired of D'Lo, tired of D'Lo. And now he went from that to being a consistent third scorer for us. Right now averaging 17 points per game on 46% from the field and 41% from the three-point line. His last seven games, check this out, 20 points per game, 22. I mean, not 20 points, 20 points, 22, 18, 21. 30, 28, 11, but that 11, that 11 game, uh, 11 point game, he had 17 assists. So it all averages out in all these games. He had like six plus assists. So that playmaking ability has been there. And I, I won't even sit here and say that he improved in his playmaking ability because it's already been there. It's probably one of his best skill sets to uh, send, especially on this team, because like I mentioned, his playmaking ability allows LeBron James to not have to be on the ball. It allows LeBron James to be able to run the lanes. It allows it allows uh, Anthony Davis to get easy buckets. And that's the thing. That's the most important thing about this team. I'm not going to lie, y'all, is that Anthony Davis, he's not much of a um, a dog. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, he, I don't know if he got that dog in him. Like, the dog comes out of him at some point, but he's not the type of player to where he's coming on the court saying, oh, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm going to just put it on you and ain't nothing you could do about it. But as a basketball player, ain't nothing more that get you going. Ain't nothing more that bring that dog out of you than seeing the ball go through the hoop. And D'Angelo Russell, sometimes he runs that pick and roll with Anthony Davis. 
and he gets he puts the ball where only Anthony Davis can get it. And honestly, guys, it's impressive. Anthony Davis gets easy buckets, gets him going, gets a dog out of him. So, and then last point I want to touch on for most improved is only other player I could have maybe gone with is Cam Reddish, uh, because he went from coming onto this team to being an end of the bench guy. I mean, there's no and maybe one of you, maybe you guys some of you guys out there are just like very very smart and analytically broken down a game and all that and i i feel like i'm pretty smart as as far as that and i've been watching cam reddish prior to this season and i thought there's and i never thought when he came onto this team that we were gonna uh eventually he's gonna eventually be a starter i thought he's gonna be an end of the bench type guy but he's went from being an end of the bench type coming into being an end of the bench type guy to in he's worked his way up to a starter so it could have been cam but i'm gonna go d because bro went from getting his name dragged through the mud to being that third scorer for us. So, all right, y'all, let's see uh, what is popping off here in the chat. Uh, Sports Baby said, D-Lo, that guy, if you don't if you don't want him, give him up to my Pacers. Sports Baby, you are a Pacers fan? Thought you were over here rocking with us on the Lakers Nation side, but I feel you, though. Pacers are a very fun team to watch. I, I'm going to be real. I'm, I'm, I'm a Lakers through and through, okay? But if but there's some couple of teams in the league that I really like to watch when the Lakers don't play, and that's the Pacers, the Magic, and Oklahoma City Thunder. So I feel you, my dog. The Pacers are very fun. They 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 play with that. They they just play like some kids out there. They just immediately get the ball outlet going down court. They don't really run plays either. They just begin it up and down the court. Um, but all right, let's see. Um you think Darvin Ham is worse than uh you think Darvin Ham is worse than Luke Walden, Brian Scott, and weird Mike Brown? Honestly, yeah, Akeem said it best. It's a toss-up, you guys. Like these are all really bad coaches. But if I had to pick, I'm gonna go with Darvin Ham being 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 the worst of these. And 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 I feel like this is more, you know, subjective to where I'm at in life because for Byron Scott. For Luke Walton, like yeah, I was I was you know watching the game, and I was you know looking at the numbers, but I don't think I was necessarily I I had an understanding of the game that I do at this point, and analytically wise, I didn't understand the game that I do at this point. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that <laughs> Darvin Ham is the worst of these coaches, but Luke Walton was pretty freaking bad too. Let's be honest here. Uh, Sports Baby said maybe AD needs a new team playing for a. Playing for the team for six years sometimes can ch- turn off that fire in you. I mean, brother, if Anthony Davis goes, then I don't know what we gonna do. Because at this point, I at this point I was hoping that the LeBron James retirement tour can you know kind of start to happen, and then we can you know push him out until he can ride off into the sunset. And then Anthony Davis, who's like, well, I think he's not even thirty, right? Or he's like twenty nine, right? I believe so. He's like twenty nine or just thirty which is technically like the prime, his technical prime of his career. Um, I'm hoping that LeBron James can look. So this LeBron right here, he riding off to the sunset. Here's Anthony Davis pulling in, pulling in. Here we go. AD to start a show. Now AD to middle. You know what I'm saying? And then we could bring in maybe a Trey Young or Donovan Mitchell or uh, somebody to pair with uh, Anthony Davis. <clears throat> so I would love, love to see that. So, but if, so if we, and if we lost Anthony Davis, that'd be bad, man. That'd be really, really bad. Akeem, I'm convinced Darvin Ham is an agent. <laughs> oh man, that is so funny, y'all. 
I'm with that, bro. I am so with that. <laughs> that is hilarious. Darvin Ham is a secret agent hired by Michael Jordan to make sure LeBron won't get any more rings. That is one of the best comments I've seen. I like that. Um, let me see. Darvin Ham is revealing his NBA. <laughs> Darvin Ham is not is making sure LeBron James don't win because LeBron James did him in back when back in the day when they used to play. Um, I have to admit, if LeBron James goes to another team, I would root for you, Adam. So you're saying you'd root for the other team if LeBron James um, went to the other team? Because I'm not gonna lie, I'm a pretty big LeBron guy. I don't know. I, I would still follow LeBron because that's my guy, but I'd still be rocking here with Lakers Nation. I'm staying Lakers Nation faithful through and through before Bron and even after Bron. But all right, man, say it ain't so. <laughs> hey, Keem, you hella funny. But all right, um, let me get to my next one, y'all. My next award, Sixth Man of the Year. All right, Sixth Man of the Year. I ain't going to lie. I might cast some straight for this. I might cast some hate for this. What's going on? Good morning, my brother. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How you doing? How you doing? Where you uh tuning in from? You think there's any truth? Uh, do you think there's any truth to KG's comments about LeBron James? Okay. Um, what I'm maybe maybe I'm missing out on what KG said. Can you can you fill me in here? What what did KG say about Brian? Uh, there we go, my brother. Watching from Kenya, Africa. Appreciate you tuning in, dog. I'm over here in California in the Bay, in the Bay Area. So I appreciate you tuning in, my dog. We here talking some some uh some Lakers uh some Lakers talk. Sports baby said the new juice, the new juice. What you mean, like juice the movie, or what? What you mean the new juice, or juice the 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 juice? <laughs> I don't know what juice you talking about, my brother. Let me know. Um, but anyway, like I, like I was saying, let me get to the six man, and then I will um, continue here with the chat. Six man of the year. I might cast some hay for this. Might cast straight for this. But I'm gonna say Rui, and here's why. Okay, and I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. I know some people in the chat might be like, "Yo, but Rui needs to be starting." Yes. There are some situations where he does need to be starting because at the end of the day, y'all, this is all situational. It's all based on matchups that night. But I love the scoring punch that Rui brings us when he comes off the bench. Right now, he's averaging 12 points per game, four rebounds, shooting 61% true shooting percentage. And I'm not going to lie, you guys, his scoring punch, his off-the-bench burst that he gave us is what helped us be so successful last year and make that Western Conference Finals run. So that's why I like Rui off the bench because he brings a whole different level of of uh, of ability when he comes off the bench that teams got to account for. So um, appreciate uh, appreciate that. Let me see. Oh, the Roids. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, sports baby. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. It's kind of it's kind of hard to believe that bro's not on Roids. Okay, like it's kind of hard to believe that he's not on Roids. Like there's no way. He there's no way he not like or, or maybe not Roy's but some type of like you know additive or supplemental little thing to help him keep him going, bro. There's just no way he not. He's thirty freaking nine, y'all. He's thirty nine doing this. So right there with you. Um. Okay. Hey, Akeem, he said, "What it? What is my preferred starting lineup?" Great question. I like that. Okay, my preferred starting lineup. And, and, and again, I want to state this, but before I even answer this question, I want to say this. There, I don't, I'm not in the belief that there should be one time out of every single time. Because where the league is at this point, you guys, like, it, it's just, it's, it's all situational. It's all based on matchups. It's all 
who is the weak link on that on 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 the team that we're facing against, right? So it's like if we're if we're, we're going up against a bigger team, I'd want to have bigger players out there. If we're going against you know a team that um maybe isn't maybe maybe isn't as big, then I'd be okay with running up running more of a deeper guard set. So that's why like I don't like you know saying like all right here's my one starting lineup and I'm gonna live and die by this. But for the sake of the question. Uh, I will answer this absolutely, my brother, because any question that comes on here, your boy gonna give his best attempt at answering it. Uh, for the so, so for the sake of the question, here's what I got. Okay, I'm gonna start D'Angelo Russell because I need uh, a true playmaking point guard. Okay, and then after starting D'Angelo Russell, I'm gonna go ahead and start Austin Reeves as well. Okay, at the two because we need a score. We need uh, some some scoring punch. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start our threes at the two. We're gonna run with Bron at Bron at the three, Rui at the four, and Anthony Davis at the five. But l- real quick, let me let me interject real, real quick before I get into all the, all, all the chats. I think that depending on the team you're playing, we can swap out Austin Reeves and Cam Reddish because. Cam Reddish, and and here's what I'm saying. It's all about the the the, the, the matchups that we got on that game. He's Cam Reddish is a really good point of attack perimeter defender, so he can keep up with some of these elite guards we're playing with. D'Lo and Austin Reeves, two defensive liabilities right there. So if we're going up against a nice heavy backcourt, it's gonna be hard to stop him with D'Lo and Austin Reeves. But if you were to keep D'Lo in there and then bring in Cam, now that makes it a little bit better. So, so to answer your question, I'm going D'Lo, AR, LeBron, Ruby, Anthony Davis, but we got to um, insert Cam Reddish in there or Vanderbilt in there based on the team that we are playing that day. So let me see what some of the chats are saying about here. Uh, let me know, uh, Akeem, what's your preferred starting lineup? Do you have one? Uh, let me know. Let me know. Uh, let me see. LeBron taking five-hour energy with 10, 10 doses. <laughs> That's hella funny. LeBron, no, AD, LeBron, Vando, wait, I lost that comment. He said, AD, LeBron, Vando, D'Lo, AR. My thing, my thing about Vando, though, guys, I'm not going to lie, is the fact that, like, he's just such a negative on the offensive end. Like, just, like, beyond, like, worse than Cam Reddish on the offensive end, which is, which is a stretch. Which is a really wild stretch. So that's my thing. Is I I just don't know if I can keep Vando out there. But again, all situational. It might it, 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 it might work out. Um, LeBron, AD, D'Lo, Reeves. You said LeBron, AD, D'Lo, Reeves, Rui. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm right there with you, sports baby. Uh, I could go with Rui or Cam at small forward. I like that. Yeah, Cam Cam would be a small small forward. I'm not gonna lie. I like him at that like two position because then he can guard the other teams like one or two. Pacers have an extremely bright future. Oh my gosh. And you know what's crazy to me, you guys? In the summer, I can't believe that they got Obi Toppin for two second round picks. Like I know Sports Baby was lit when he seen that. Sports Sports, Sports Baby was probably jumping up and down when he seen the fact that the Pacers got Obi Toppin for two second round picks. And mind you, like two years prior to that, he was like the they, the Knicks like eighth pick. Let me get a drink of water real quick, y'all.
he said, except when D'Lo, AR, and LeBron, you need defense, not offense necessarily. Okay. What do you what do you, what do you getting at, my brother? Let me know. Let, let me know what you're getting at here. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep up with um trying to keep up with all the chats here. Even though I'm a Pacers fan, I come on Lakers fast break because you guys are the only ones that actually interact uh with everyone. And hey, hey, brother, I appreciate you, brother. Right. You know what? Come for the questions, stay for the love, brother. We we appreciate you being here. Um, stay, you know what I'm saying? Check me out, check out all my channels. Definitely always support Lakers fast break. Uh, let's see. True said small ball is going to be the end of us. Agreed. 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 Can I, can I maybe loop this around to the beginning of this live stream where I said poor roster construction? Why are we going small when we saw that going big is what works? Yo, Bloodhound, if they got PG back, they're, they're championship contenders, but I don't think PG goes back. He's, Probably loving his Clipper situation he's got going on right now. Um, okay. Uh, Keem said, I respect it. The most ideal lineup to me is what won us the chip in 2020. So LeBron in 2020, I don't think D'Lo was on a team in 2020. So LeBron, D'Lo, Vando, AD, Hayes. Damn, see, my problem with Hayes out there, dog, and, and I like Hayes, but I like him as a backup big. My problem with Hayes is that he's just so scrawny and, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was a couple of games ago, but it was it was like some role player in his league was just bullying the life out of Hayes. He couldn't do nothing. Um, And and, and I hear you, Akeem, because the, tw- the 2020 championship is what? is the recipe we found that works, but we got away from that. Like we had JaVale and Dwight, like Dwight was so good as a backup big y'all, which is crazy to me because it's like, we letting this dude rot in Taiwan or wherever he at. And even DeMarcus cousins, like I'll take DeMarcus cousins. I'll take uh, Dwight Howard. I'll take JaVale, like these bigs who can just take hits with the other bigs and just be there, switch everything, be a air force in the paint. Be like, okay, you want to get past our perimeter defenders? Maybe we don't got the best perimeter defenders. Okay, go ahead. Come up in here. Beating that up, boy. That's what I'm saying. But I feel you, Akeem. Um, let me see. He said, bro, that was crazy. I can't believe that. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. He said, you're from you're from Australia. Okay. Well, what do they call Australia? Like the um down under, right? They, they call Australia down under. My, my boy sports baby from the down under, man. Uh, Okay. Darvinham figures it out, cut Prince Minutes to 10, and we and whoa, whoa, Adam. I would love that. I would love it if Darvinham figured that out and cut Prince's minutes down to 10. But even if he did that, I, I still don't know if we could win the West, man. Bro, the West is so packed, you guys. Like for real, yo. Like if we if if we talking about a, a seven-game series, I'm not gonna lie, like I I know this is gonna sound crazy. But this is all because of matchups and all because, you know, this is the way that playoffs works and playoffs get, playoff is a different brand of basketball than regular season. But I'd feel pretty comfortable against the Timberwolves. Ah, I wouldn't feel as comfortable against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't feel comfortable at all against the Nuggets. I don't feel comfortable at all against the Clippers. I wouldn't feel as comfortable against the Suns. I don't feel comfortable at all against the Dallas Mavericks, especially after the new addition. I wouldn't feel very comfortable with the Kings. 
I wouldn't feel very I wouldn't feel too comfortable with the Pelicans. So y'all y'all see what I'm getting at here. It's gonna be very hard for us to win the West, y'all. Very, very hard for us to win the West. All right, Adam raining damage unicorn. <laughs> and man, huh? That boy Trill said it better than I could. I'm, I was over here running through the list of teams, and Trill said, raining diamonds and unicorns flying through the sky before that happens. Oh, man. Sunday. Hey, what's the deal, my dog? How you doing? Happy to have you here with us, dog. Um, <laughs> It was a good day to dream. Adam, I like you, man. Adam, you're hella funny. <laughs> Trill said, um, that's why I want Rob Palinka fired for trade Russ. The way he handled the young players, like letting Julius Zubak Lopez go for nothing, plus his plans in the offseason sound terrible. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was was Julius Randle not a part of the AD deal? I think he was, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't know. And And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean... My um, I'm a dad, so it's a lot of things going on in my brain. It's been already a couple years ago, and if he was a part of that trade, then I will add this. No, he wasn't. Okay, all right. So I I, I, I take that back. All right, sounds good. If he wasn't, then agreed. He should not have let let that walk. But all the young players that he let walk for Anthony Davis, honestly, guys, yes, they were all a lot of great talents, and they all went to their individ their respective teams and balled out. But um. I don't think that uh, I don't think that it we should regret it because we got a championship out of it. So we can't. Um, I don't think I don't think we should regret that, guys. So let me see this comment right here. Lakers need to get need to get that seven or eight because they come. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sports baby, we can only have we get, definitely got to get seven or eight so we can get two playing uh, spots. And then here's my last award, y'all. And and this is the last thing I'll end it off here with you guys because my zipper's starting to come up. Y'all see this, man? My zipper broken, starting to come up and crazy. But anyway, here's my last award, y'all, and that's MVP. And I'm not going to lie. I need your guys' help from this, okay? So chat, let me know in the chat, like, who y'all got for this. That's MVP. And I'm torn between two players. Probably not that big of a guess who it is. I'm torn between LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I'm going to give my reasoning for LeBron. I'm going to give my reasoning for Anthony Davis. And I'm going to give who I got at the end. And you let me know in the chat if I'm wrong or not. Okay? For LeBron James, okay? He's leading the team. He's leading our team in scoring, 25 points per game. Leading our team in assists with eight, eight assists per game. Leading our team in steals with 1.3 steals per game. And he's very important to us because why? Because LeBron James is so damn good that he can just go get a bucket really whenever he wants. Can whether he's on the ball and can go get a bucket um, himself, like with pick and roll Anthony Davis, or whether he's on the ball, pick and roll Anthony Davis, and he's hitting his shooters in the corner. We know how great he do that. Like, I, I think, too, that pass he made to D'Lo, and D'Lo didn't even bring it down. D'Lo just caught cash. Like, that was that was so nice. But that was all set up from what? A LeBron James and Anthony Davis pick and roll, and then LeBron James looking, boom, makes the right pass to the corner, and our shooters knock it down. So he's important to us because of his ability to not only score literally whenever he wants on the ball, also be able to play make on the ball. Also, he's extremely important to us because of his ability to score whenever he wants off ball. I talked about D'Angelo Russell always setting him up. I talked about D'Angelo Russell uh, being able to find LeBron James when he's running downhill. He can still score like that. And he's extremely important to us because I'm not going to lie there, guys. There's, I'm sure that there's been times where LeBron James has had to step in and be a better coach than Darvin Ham. Um, and I mean, as of right now, if y'all win his splits, 
25 points per game, eight assists, six rebounds, 52% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, 73% from the free throw line. Now, Anthony Davis leads our team in rebounds, 12 rebounds per game. Leads our team in blocks, 2.4 blocks per game. He's anchored to our defense, and his splits are 24 points per game, 12 rebounds, 2.4 blocks, 4 assists, 55% from the field, 29% from the three-point line, 81% from the free throw line. Here's my MVP. is is Anthony Davis, and here's why. I think that he might not be leading us in you know, as many categories as LeBron James is, but I think he's more important to us because he not only gives us such a great offensive spurt and makes us be on a whole other level offensively, but defensively, he's the anchor of this defense. Without Anthony Davis, we would be a dramatically worse team. And yes, without LeBron James, we'd be a dramatically worse team as well. But we've already LeBron James has already missed a, a, a good amount of games. And some of them, you know, could have won. Some of them you know, lost or whatnot. But Anthony Davis, he anchors our defense and is so important to our offense. So that's why he is my MVP. So y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. <clears throat> um, oh, Trill talking about league MVPs. All right, Joker, Joker, Giannis. I like that. I don't really want to get into it, but Joel Embiid got robbed. Um, Shay, I love the Shay love. Oh my goodness, guys! I did a video on my page talking about Shay and just how damn great he is. I love Shay. I love Shay, y'all. Uh, Lakers MVP is AA exactly. I'm I'm happy he was on the same page with me, Trill. Uh, let me see what Trill said here. AD is our AD is our best player, most important player, our mo- our only reliable defender because of injuries, our only reliable rebounder, and our second best scorer. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that, Trill. Um, I was actually going to ask you guys a question of like, is the MVP always the most important? Because I, I would say that like, was it last year or the year before last? Like. LeBron James was probably the most important player on the team, but Anthony Davis was still probably the MVP of the team. Um, so, so yeah. And Sunday, he 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 agrees. He agrees with Trail here, talking about the comments of Anthony Davis being our most important, most reliable, uh, and our second best scorer and our best rebounder. Um, let me see here. No doubt, it's records play. It's the records that play a huge factor into that. Yeah. Man, y'all, Keen, we are sitting in the ninth seed, man. We are sitting in the ninth seed. Joe, never like your enemies. Know your enemies move. Love your enemies, Joe. <laughs> Don't just like them. Love them because you need to know their next move. Man, all right, y'all. Well, I think this is a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up. I'll give y'all a good hour and 20 minutes of Strictly Lakers talk, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to go ahead and keep doing these. I don't know how many times per week, maybe like two, three times per week. You guys let me know in the, in the chat. Like, would you, would y'all want to see me do this, you know, two times per week, three times per week? Like, y'all let me know. I'm going to start getting these cracking up more. I'll start getting some lives cracking up on Lakers Corner on my page and also Clutch Talk. If you guys want to check that out, you know, please do support. But as always, I appreciate you guys. Um, definitely subscribe to Lakers Fast Break. They're doing a great, great, great job at just producing and just always dropping great Lakers content. Hope you guys enjoyed this show, man. For now, I'm out of here. Until next time, y'all. Peace.